Well, I'm going to let Pastor Annette start off and share what's in her heart. And, and uh, maybe she'll just take the whole time. We'll see, you know. Um, but I believe uh, whatever it is, it's going to be something that is uh, going to be impacting. And Thank amen. You, so where, wherever you are, give, give a hand to Pastor Annette. Amen. Ooh, glory to God. God is good. He is so good all the time. He is good. <laughs> oh, praise you, Father. Praise you, Lord. Um, if you're not coming on Monday nights to corporate prayer, you're missing out. Um, I just want to invite you every time that there's, there's a time to pray corporately, there's a time to come together as the ecclesia, that means you and we're missing you. So, um, Monday nights, if you'll come out, well, I want to start out in actually this past Monday, pastor brought up. Second Thessalonians one eleven, and I haven't been able to get it out of my, out of my spirit, just reading it and, and meditating on it. And that's the thing about the word. You have to meditate it. You have to, you have to read it over and over. And, and first of all, ask the Holy spirit to reveal things to you because he is the teacher. He is the teacher. If there's one thing that I learned, um, as a child, um, before I opened my Bible, the one thing was to ask the Holy Spirit to teach you, to reveal things to you. So I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are the teacher tonight and that you are using our vocal cords and you are using us to, um, to speak your word, to speak your heart tonight. Um, 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 11. I'm going to read it in a couple of translations in the Amplified Um, The second part, it says, we pray that our God with power, with power, if you've ever heard me preach before, I like P words. So with power may complete in your every particular work of faith. It is his power at work in your faith, causing it to work, right? It will be a particular work that your faith will do, right? Whatever it is that you're believing for, it's going to be a particular work that God has called you to do by faith. A specific anointed divine work that your faith has his power working in it, in it, in order for it to be complete. Um, I'm going to read it in the, in the New Living Translation. And I love to read it in different translations because it... Um, can make a little bit more sense. I'm going to read 2 Thessalonians 1.11 in the NLT version. So we keep on praying for you, Paul is saying, asking our God to enable you to live a life worthy of his call. May he give you the power to accomplish all things your faith prompts you to do. I told pastor, I said, I read that this morning and I, that word prompt stuck out to me. Prompt. And I'm like, faith prompts, faith prompts. And I'd never heard that before. I've heard compassion compels, you know, it said that Jesus filled with compassion was compelled, right? So, um, it, it says, may he give you the power to accomplish all the good things your faith prompts you to do, meaning being ready. Faith makes you ready. Faith Whenever God calls us to do something, we need to be ready to do it, right? Prompt, quick, act, 
as an occasion demands, um, requiring the Holy Spirit's discernment. Again, the Holy Spirit, it's his knowing, it's his power, it's his discerning that's going to make us in these times available to be prompted to act. Amen. How many, how many of y'all want to be ready to do that? Um, and as I was reading, I was led to back to chapter one, verse three. I want you to look at this because faith was seen. How many of y'all know faith can be seen? Um, in verse three, the second part, he says, because your faith is growing exceedingly and the love of every one of you, each toward the others is increasing and abounds. That means they were becoming unselfish as their faith grew, as their faith grew, their love for each other grew. I thought that was interesting. I thought, wow. So it takes great faith to love. How many of y'all know that? How many of y'all know when love shows up, it changes everything. That's just like saying if, when God shows up, it changes everything, right? Cause God is love. Um, and it made me think of Proverbs 15, one, where it says a, a soft word, a kind word, a soothing word. What does it do? It changes everything, right? It stops a person from being angry. It stops it, you know, so when love shows up, it's going to change things. And I'm ready. I'm ready to Act in faith, act out of God's love and watch him work mightily. That's what he's going to do. That's what he's going to do. And so, and when I think of being prompt, it made me think of being prepared because again, it's another P word. (laughs) You can't be prompt if you're not prepared and you can't be prompt without faith. And faith works by what? Love. And that's his power. I told, I, I was telling Justin back there in the green room, it just, it just popped in my head where it, it just popped. It just popped out of the page where it says his power at work, his power. I'm going to read that again. I want to read that. It says, we pray that our God with power may complete in your every particular work of faith. See, it's going to take God's power. It's going to take God's love in order to complete the work of faith. You know, we may think that, you know, that we're doing something great, but if you're doing it out of, because you want to be seen or you want to be known, but you're not doing in the power of God, then you're not, you're, you're not accomplishing anything. We're in, and in these days, I'm ready to accomplish God's work. Here's the other thing interesting in verse 11, if you're reading in the amplified, it says your every particular work of faith. And then in parentheses, it says faith, faith, which is that leaning. So faith that acts in love requires leaning of the whole human personality on God and his personality, which is love. You have to lean on God with your whole human personality which an, another another way of saying that would be faith gets out of here. Faith gets out of your head. Okay. How many of y'all know you, to love someone, you can't love them 
by trying to understand them. You've got to love with God's love. You can't love some people. Some people are just unlovable. You're like, well, they're mean, they're ugly, they're rude. So that's, that's us. That's our human personality. That's our own human thinking. And it says faith is that, and I just wrote down, it requires the leaning of the whole human personality on God in absolute trust and confidence in his power, his wisdom, and his goodness. How many of you, I, I didn't, you know, whenever I, I was reading this morning and praying and, and you know, read where faith um, prompts, I, and, and I thought, God, are you a planner? Well, yeah, he's a planner. And I'm like, okay, God, give me, give me a, uh, I, I, what's a name? A name of God that, that shows that he's a planner. Well, that would be Jehovah Jireh, right? Because that means he's a provider. And you can't provide if you don't have something and you're not ready to give it, right? So that tells me that God is a planner. He's a preparer. He is prompt, prompt and ready to provide. <laughs> He knows what we need and he's so ready and promptly to provide. Isn't that cool? His faith prompts us. (laughs) His faith prompts him to provide and to promptly move. So what is it going to take on our part? What is it going to take on our part to remain in a prepared position to hear him and be prompt to do? What is it going to take? And I wrote down, number one, is submission. It's continu- it, it is wholly submitted to him, spending quality time in prayer, in the word. How many of y'all know your faith increases as you spend time in the word, right? And if you spend time in the word, you spend time praying. And if you start spending time praying for somebody, then all of a sudden you start loving that somebody, right? Because what does the Bible say? The Bible says to pray for those who Yeah. Who despitefully use you pray for your enemies. You know, I used to love this scripture that talks about, you know, that, um, when you love your enemies, it's like heaping coals on their head. And I used to think, yeah, set them on fire. Yeah. But that's not what that means. It doesn't mean heaping coals upon their heads to set them on fire. So then they're poof gone. You know, it means loving them, praying for them because you're going to mine out of that love, out of that prayer, you're going to mine God out of them. You're going to bring goodness out of them. That goes back to Proverbs 15, one, a word in love softens or turns away wrath. A word in love, a soft word, well, it, it brings down what's happening. Somebody that's arguing arguing, you don't, you, you, you react in love, right? God's power, God's power is working in your faith (laughs) to complete it, to complete that work. Okay. So I want to stay in that position, that position where I'm hearing him and I'm prompt to do, I'm hearing him. I'm getting filled with the word. So in submission to his authority, the second thing I wrote down is when we do that, which brings me to eliminate, we we start to, um, I wrote down, you have to eliminate and separate to get straight. So you have to eliminate and separate to get straight, to align with God. You've got to get rid of your own opinion, get rid of distractions. It's up to us. 
according to James 121, according to James 21, that we have to get rid of those thoughts. We have to get rid of those filthy rags actually is, is how it says it. So number one is submission. Number two is elimination. We've got to get rid of, push it away by spending time with him, eliminate and separate ourselves to him to, in, in order to align with what he wants us to do. And it's going to take a, de- a decision. It's going to take a determined stubborn. How many of y'all know how to be stubborn? I know moms know how to be stubborn. Moms know how to be stubborn. You got a stubborn child. God, God chose a stubborn mom. That's okay. God, if you have a stubborn child, then God's chosen you as a stubborn mom to be the mom for that child. <laughs> Cause he knows you can be more stubborn. So we have to make a determined stubborn decision that we are going to remain committed to his word, that we will be immovable in our stand on what God has called us to do. It's, I mean, I was thinking like holding on to the word of God, obviously this is, you know, we have to hold it and keep it in our heart in order that we may not sin against him. The word says, but I read, um, I read this quote. It made me think of, it made me think of being, um, determined and stubborn to stand on God's word and not get rid of God's word. It said, I'll give you my gun. This was a, uh, it could have been John Wayne talking. He said, I'll give you my gun when you pry or take it from my cold, dead hands. Yeah. That's like, tell the devil, I'm not getting off this word. I'm standing on God's word. I will fulfill his plan. I will fulfill the purposes of God. I I'm not, I'm not backing off and you have to make a determined decision. You're not backing off. You're going to do what God calls you to do. You're not going to move away from his word. Um, and there's gotta be continuation. It's gotta be something that's ongoing. It's not something that you just do one time, right? You can't just read the word one time or hear from God one time and get stuck on that and then think, okay, I'm good. I've got faith. I've got love. Cause what's going to happen? There's going to be an attack immediately to test that, to test that. So there has to be a continuation and ongoing of removing of wrong thoughts and, 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 and perspectives. There's got to be an ongoing of being submitted, ongoing of eliminating those wrong thoughts and perceptions and remaining in God's word. Um, some of us and some of y'all watching tonight have to change your belief about God and maybe others. I'm going to tell you what, if you change your belief about God and you start falling in love with him by spending more time with him, you can't love God and not love others. If you say you love God, you can't say you hate somebody else. That's not, you can't do that because to love God is to love others. Again, how was the, the, their faith seen in Thessalonians? How was their faith seen? Verse 1, chapter 3. It says their faith was growing exceedingly because their love for one another, for each other, was increasing and abounding. That's how they could see it. That, that's how they could see that their, their faith was increasing. And I'm going to tell you what, your faith will not work. It will not work without love. It will not work. And then lastly, faith receives. And we know that we believe what we receive when we pray, right? Faith receives. Um, that word receive is dekomai in the Greek. And it means to take quickly and readily, readily, readily 
we have to be in a place where faith takes, where, um, where we receive all he's wanting to do through us. When our hearts are right and we're ready, you know, when God calls us to do something, um, I always think of, of Pastor Justin's testimony of when he came into this building for Bible school and, you know, he came ready and prepared to pay his own deposit for his own school tuition and his own, you know, learning. But yeah, something changed. God had something else in mind. God said, take a look over there. You see those people that are, they're still needing their deposit. I need you to pay their deposit. And his response was, but I only have enough for mine and I only have one check. He's like, that's all it's going to take is just one check. (laughs) I just need you to go pay it. So it was out of love. Love, faith prompted him to do. Faith prompted him to do. And what was on the other? See, faith, when God provides an opportunity, that was an opportunity. It was a divine opportunity. That divine opportunity that he's calling us to move into is not just, when our hearts are right, we don't care. Yes, God, I will do it. I will do it. I will meet that need, right? Yeah, we're like, I'll sell everything. I'll do whatever it takes because first of all, faith works by love and perfect love casts out all fear. So it's like, God's going to take care of me. That's fine. I'll do it. And as a result of that obedience, as a result of that faith work, that particular, I love that he used that word particular because it tells me that God already has things planned. He already has things planned. He already has things planned. We've got to be watching with our eyes of the Holy spirit going, okay, now do I do it now? Do I do it now? Should I do it now? So as a result of Pastor Justin paying their deposit, there was a miracle on the other side of his obedience. And that's what, and that's what God told him. You take care of the obedience. I'll take care of the impossible. Yeah. Love is unselfish. Love is what is going to make our faith work in these last days. We, apart from it, we, there's, yeah, we're, we're like a crashing symbol. It's, you know, that's what the word says. You can, you can speak in tongues. You can prophesy, prophesy all you want. You can know the word forwards and backwards. You can quote everything in here from Genesis to Revelation. But if you don't have love, then you're not accomplishing anything. God's power is not working on your faith. To complete. Amen. You ready to tag? <laughs> we tag like this. We tag. tag. So good. And I mean, I love that. Eliminate, separate, and get straight. And um, it, it's so important that faith is, is how we live as believers. Faith, every, we do everything from a position of faith. Because we're doing it in a position of a relationship with God. And as, um, as Pastor Annette was talking, um, I, I was, this scripture came up in my heart. And I'm, I'm, I want to read this. I wasn't planning on this, to say this. But uh, I believe it connects well. And it's in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. It says, verse 12, it says, For we do not commend ourselves again to you, but we give you opportunity to boast on our behalf 
that you may have an answer for those who boast in appearance and not in heart. Now think about that. It's saying that we want, now we're, we're, he he said, we're, and he goes on, he says, in some translation that's in, in the new King James, it says, we are not beside ourselves, but he was saying, look, I'm not saying this to really to puff us up. I, I want you to know the, the difference in us and other people, knowing that what we've done and what we're doing is coming from a, a, um, not an appearance of love, but it is love. Is not something that we're boasting about. He says, he goes, that you may have an answer for those who boast in appearance and not in heart. Meaning they're more interested in what things look like instead of coming from an heart. Because what, what, what a life of faith is all about, faith is in two places. It's in our heart and it's in our mouth. So he says, so we're not boasting about, about appearance or the way things look, but we're, it's about the heart. For if we are beside ourselves, it is for God. And, and really, some translations say, if we look crazy, <laughs> it, we're, we're looking crazy because... It's God. You know, there's some things that there, I believe there's a way that we can love crazy. <laughs> I believe there's a way that meaning, meaning what we can live where people is like, you know, in the natural for people, it's like, it's like, why would you give that? It's, it's yours. And why did, why would you do that? Why would you serve in a church? Why would you do this? And why would you do for that, that for those people? Or why would you be in the word of God? Why would you go to church? Whatever it is. Yes. On the outside, it, on some people, it may look crazy, but from the faith in my heart, it is it, my, the faith in my heart is causing me to respond to God and respond to other people in love. No, he says this, he goes, if we're beside ourselves, it's for God. Or if we are of a sound mind, it's for you. Then what does it say? For the love of Christ compels us. Wow. So faith works by love. And so that faith and that love is going to compel. So just kind of uh, take this, not, not in a different direction, but continue to add on what Pastor Annette was saying, that this life of faith, as, as Thessalonians was talking about, that this work of faith with <clears throat> power yes. to eliminate, she said, eliminate things, separate, eliminate, eliminate from where? Eliminate from your heart. Uh, and, and this was this was big in my heart. Um, as I was preparing to, to share tonight is, is really just as, as I close out and, and kind of connecting these thoughts together that our hearts need to be single. Uh, go, to, go to Acts chapter, actually, let's go to Matthew chapter 5. And I, this does tie in to the love aspect. Matthew chapter 5. Because faith is, is comes out of our heart and love is what's going to come out of our heart. And when I say heart, I'm not talking about our, our blood pump. I'm talking about our reborn spirit, the center, the, the, our, our, our new creation man. That's, that's, that's what I'm talking about. And, 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 and so, so the thing is, is we need to eliminate things 
that are keeping one, maybe, maybe keeping our faith from becoming stagnant. Maybe eliminate, maybe things that are, that are undermining our faith. Maybe bad reports, maybe uh, negative influences, maybe um, uh, wrong thoughts. Those things are in our hearts and we may need to eliminate those things that, that will cause, uh, cause our faith to fro- flow freely. For love to flow freely. I, I don't know about you, but I'm out, for, uh, I'm out for no blockages in my life. How about you? Now, in Matthew chapter 5, verse 8, it says this, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. They will see God. Blessed are the pure in heart. And the word pure means clean, and it means clear. Blessed are the hearts that are clean and clear. For they shall see God. So often we have an issue with seeing God because all we can see is everything else. But when our hearts are pure, meaning pure, meaning it, it has one fa- it has one focus, pure. There's no, if you have pure water, then there's no contamination. You may have water. Now you, you can, we, we've gone to Africa and, and, and been a part of projects where they put in water wells because the water that's currently ha- they have, or they drink from is contaminated water. It's not something clean, it's not something clear, and it's not something that's profitable. But yet you put in the right, the right uh, filter system and you put, in the, you, put, you put water down into a well deep enough that's deep enough beyond the contaminations, then, then what happened is you're able now to pull up something that's clean, something that's clear, and something that doesn't have contamination. So what Pastor Annette is saying, that, that we have to come into this place where we operate in this faith that is a work of power, but it's this heart that is over overflowing with God that's overflowing with love and and we're getting eliminating things that are hindering our faith from being productive blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God so eliminate anything and everything that is hindering your focus on God that's hindering your ability to submit your heart to God. Now there's this, there's this love theme, the thing, this faith and love. I, I believe that we're that I believe the, the spirit of God is getting across tonight. So let's go to Acts chapter two. Acts chapter two. And let's see what this looks like lived out. In a New Testament church. Now we know that they were filled with the Holy Spirit. We know that, um, that what Joel had prophesied was being fulfilled. We know that Peter stood up and he preached. 3,000 got saved. He declared and talked about the promise of the Holy Spirit. Um, and then the church was birthed. And it says this about the church. In verse 46 of Acts 2 it says, So continuing daily with one accord... In the temple. 
So continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking a bread from house to house. Now, this not was what I want to say, but just this continuing daily. You know, even this thought continuing daily is kind of foreign to our understanding. But what I see here is, is I see a group of people that had hearts with one primary focus. So they did this and they, 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 with breaking of bread from house to house. Now listen, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart. Wow. So this, this New Testament church, they were, they were a, a people of faith filled with the Holy Ghost. And yet there was this um, prompting. Pastor Nett talked about a prompting. They were prompted to be in this house continually. They were prompted to go from house to house. They were prompted to eat their bread, partake of their bread with gladness. Wow. There was a joy. They, they counted a, they were glad of heart. They had a joy about this. Why? Because their hearts weren't contaminated. Their hearts were pure, totally focused on God. And, and I want you to see that, that there was, why was there a gladness of heart? Because there was a love present. Their faith is what calls them to, to go daily to the house of God. Their faith is what calls them to pursue and go from house to house. Their faith was what was causing them to break bread. Their faith is what was causing them to, to gather and eat and gather one with another. And the love of God was, was building and growing and increasing in such an amazing way. And it said they did this. They ate with gladness of heart. Gladness, and, and it said simplicity, simplicity of heart. The King James, I believe, says, um, well, thank you, Father. Uh, singleness of heart. Some translations call it sincerity of heart. If you have a sincere, a sincere heart, meaning you have one motive. You don't have other motives. You're not doing it with a motive of a, a heart of hypocrisy. You're not doing it with a motive and a heart to get something. You're, you're not doing it with, with a, trying to uh, ga- gain something from someone. But it's all just this pure heart. And I believe that's where, that's where I believe God is getting us to in our walk of faith. Is this, this, this prompted to live by faith. This prompted to walk in love. And this prompted to pursue God. And it being, it being the primary focus of our lives. Now, it's interesting that this word singleness of heart here, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart. So this word simplicity or singleness means smooth. Smooth heart. Gladness and simplicity. Now, 
There's a picture, you know, you know, the Greek when they the, the Greek words, when it would give a particular word and then it, in the, the, the description, it will get, get, say the word use the, the word IE, which means an example of something. And it's an example of a smooth road. So, some of the same picture is a road without obstacles and a road without rocks or stones. So when it says that they, that they continued daily with one accord in the temple, breaking a bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart. Meaning their hearts didn't have rough edges. Their hearts weren't, their hearts weren't holding back of giving out. Their hearts weren't stony ground. Their hearts were smooth. That means they eliminated things. And this is how they were prompted to live their lives. Smooth. Another thing that, that connected in praying, and it's another word connected that to me was... You know, the, the, you know, gladness and simplicity of heart, smooth. And I, and I, and I was thinking that just the word easy came up. And, and that, that connected my thinking to Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, where Jesus says, Come unto me, all that are heavy laden, and what I will give you rest. He says, Take my yoke upon you. And because it's easy, my yoke will give you rest. And he says, why? Because it is my yoke is easy. My yoke is easy. And, and, and some of you may have heard me teach on this. And this just wasn't about this was just as much as the anointing removes burdens and destroys yokes. The yoke of a rabbi was their teaching. What was pr- Jesus's primary teaching? Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And what love your neighbor as yourself. So what is he saying? He's saying, take my yoke. Take my teaching. Take, take, take what, what he's saying, take what controls me. Said, yoke does what? A yoke would control oxen. So, so he's saying, take my yoke. Take what controls me. Take what controls me, take what's guiding my life, take what's what, how I'm living my life, take what, 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 how I'm, I'm pursuing God, take my life of faith and my life of love. And why? Because it's easy. So we have to eliminate things that are causing confusion. It was simplicity of heart. Let's eliminate the things that are bringing confusion. Let's eliminate the things that are, are, are making, making things hard and confusing and trying to figure things out. Let's bring things back to this, this, this life of simplicity in our hearts. Hallelujah. And I believe as we do these things, we're going to see a work of faith with power. We're going to see greater works. We're going to see the church greater unified. We're going to see the glory of God fall in our lives. We're going to get hear his voice in ways we've never heard his voice before. But it's this life of faith 
that's working by love. But it's eliminating things. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We praise you, Father. Hallelujah. Mm. Now, some other things, but I, I, I'm, I think I just, I just want to give just a, um, this illustration that keeps coming up in my heart. Oh, what this... What does this heart look like in a person's life? I, I think I see, I guess the story I just saw in my heart, and I'll tell this quick, is, is the story of Zacchaeus. You know, an old song that, you know, we little, we little man was he. <laughs> and he, he was a rich man. He was a ruler. And so this, this man, Zacchaeus, didn't have natural deficits. Does, in, in, the, in the natural, you would think that his life was, was every, everything everyone else would want because he was rich. But yet, he didn't have simplicity of heart. There was something he knew he was missing. There was, there was rocks in the way. There, was, uh, th- there wasn't a simplicity. There wasn't a singleness of heart. There was, there was a lot of confusion and he, you know, in the natural, he's saying, I, I got everything I want. I got everything I need. There's nothing else that I need. But yet he, he, there was something that he didn't have, but yet he wanted and he heard about Jesus. And you can see this story in Luke chapter 19. And because of that, what happened? It said he was, he sought to see Jesus. Now I'm going to use some of my wife's words for a moment. He was prompted to pursue because he was prepared for a change. So he knew he had to, he needed to, not only do we need to submit to the word of God like Annette talked about, but not only do we need to eliminate some things, but then, but then we have to Add what needs to be added. And so he was pursuing something to lay hold of something. Because he like, I've had all these other things and, and I'm ready to let go of that to embrace something new. And on that day, I believe he had an encounter with destiny. He sought to see Jesus. So much so that he climbed up a, a sycamore tree. And it said, when Jesus came to the place. And when I see that he came to the place, the place, it was a set apart place. It was a prepared place that that God had had made available for Jesus to have an encounter with a man that was pursuing there. And he was just tired of all the things that had ruled his heart his entire life. And he was saying, you know what? I need to eliminate things because you know what? I, I don't have peace. I don't have simplicity. And we know the story. Jesus said, come down with haste. And it said, he immediately came down and Jesus said, I must abide at your house today, today. And we know there was a change and Jesus went on to, to say, and it said of him, 
pretty much this is why I came. He said, I came to seek and save that which was lost. You see, we have to come to this place in our life, in the season that we're living in, where we have a single heart, a pure heart, sincere heart. Let in our, as we continue in our first things first, as we continue going through the book of Acts, as we continue in our prayer times in the morning or whenever you choose to set aside to, to seek him in your life. I mean, I'm so, I'm so excited knowing that we have 190 people that have signed up for this challenge that we're doing. And if you haven't signed up, you can, you can go onto our church center app and sign up for it. But this is just making a, a decision that, look, Lord, we're, we're, getting, we're getting all the blockages out. We're getting all the things that, that are hindering out. And we're, we're coming to this place, Father, because we desire for the love of God to flow in our lives. But more importantly, also for the love of God to flow through our lives. And we want to be like that, that church in Acts where it said they continued daily. Where they said they, 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 they broke bread from house to house. They ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart. They were praising God. They had favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. Wow. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. So let's eliminate and separate to get straight. And just allow God to flow and move in our lives like we've never seen before. Let's make him priority. And let, let, let his love, let his love compel us. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for your word tonight. Thank you for the, the rhema word that you ministered and released through Pastor Annette tonight. I thank you for the word that you've released through my mouth tonight. I thank you for what you're building, what you're working and what you're doing in, in our hearts as a church family, as a church body. Let us not be me focused. As Annette shared, that, that there wouldn't be unselfishness in our hearts, but we would be God-focused and people-focused. Yeah, that some, some of the biggest hindrances in our hearts can be internal focus. Yeah. Father, we repent where we've been so me-focused. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you that as our faith grows exceedingly, I thank you that the love of every one of all of us abounds towards each other. So that we ourselves boast of you among the churches of God. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. We praise you, Father. Mm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. And seal this word in our hearts tonight. Seal this word in our hearts tonight. Mm. Some of the greatest keys to our breakthroughs can be when we get our mind off ourselves. Give God praise for the word. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you. Receive that word tonight. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father.